Each family is asked to bring a side dish, vegetable, dessert, and drink. Let me repeat that. Each family is asked to bring a side dish, vegetable, dessert, and drink to share. 
So bring enough for your family and to share with another family uh, or two or three or four. Have what you want to make. Uh, but uh, we'll be doing that uh, this coming Saturday night, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, Men's 33 is a new series that's beginning on uh, Tuesday, November the 15th. Now, that's not this week, but I mentioned that uh, because it's the first time we've done this. This is a Bible study series led by Rick Tallman, uh, and there's a flyer with information on the information desk, uh, and it will be 6.30 Tuesday, November the 15th will be the first one. And then the poinsettias. How many of you got your poinsettias already? Say amen if you already got your poinsettia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ouch. Okay, so uh, let's see. Is Naomi here? I was, there's Naomi right there. She's coming in right now. And there's Ida May. Ida May, wave at everybody. All right, there they are. You see these ladies immediately after the service. There is a form at the information desk that uh, you can fill out and hand to them, and then they'll know exactly what it is that you're wanting. Uh, and I gave my list uh, to Ida Mae this morning. I paid for it last week and gave her the list today. So I'm in good shape. And you need to do the same thing. We want the building to be filled with poinsettias. When it's all over, I want them to say, I don't know what we did. And we never had so many poinsettias in all our life. That's what I want them to say. We didn't have enough room to put them in here. Amen? All right, here we go. Let's have some poinsettias. And then one last thing. Um, Nottingham neighbors would like to thank uh, everyone for the donations this year. They had another successful event in October. They were able to help at least 94 families in this last event. They gave out 200 bags of clothes. Now listen very carefully, okay? If somebody falls asleep before the sermon, wake them up right now so they'll hear. I want everybody to hear this. Accepting donations after the holidays. Say that with me. Accepting donations after the holidays. So if you've got a lot of clothes or shoes uh, or things that you want to donate to the Nottingham neighbors, we certainly want you to do that uh, and we want to get it in, but please wait until the holidays are over and then that would make it so much easier for them uh, to sort it all out and get it ready because uh, everything right now is costumes and props and everything you can imagine while they're getting ready uh, for the Christmas cantata and the children's Christmas program. All right, I got a couple of more things I'm going to announce. Before I do that, I wonder if there's anybody here that's visiting with us today for the first time or for the first time in a long time. We have a visitor's packet for you. Could you raise your hand nice and high so we can find you? We don't want to uh, miss anybody that's visiting with us, and we have a lot of nice things in the visitor packet, uh, and uh, we want to make sure you get that. Anybody? Okay, don't want to overlook anybody. All right. Now, uh, prayer request. If you need a prayer card, Raise your hand nice and high. We'll get you a prayer card. Uh, the ushers have those right down here. Anybody else needing a prayer card? Yeah, right back there and right over there. Anybody else needing a prayer card? Raise your hand nice and high. We'll read those at the beginning of the service tonight. Uh, and uh, just before we have a time of... Uh, 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 to remember them, and then we'll open the service in prayer after that. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll read those cards tonight, and then they'll go in our weekly prayer list, and we want to make sure you get that. All right, the Paris Foundation meal is for tomorrow, so this is what we need. We need 150 hot dog buns, 
150 hot dog buns, and then we need 75 individually wrapped snack cakes. And guess what? Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church is open on Sunday night. Amen? We're here. We're all here on Sunday. Well, maybe not all. <laughs> Some of you <laughs> might not be here. But we're here on Sunday night. So if you want to bring those hot dog rolls and those uh, uh, wrapped snack cakes, uh, we will appreciate that very much. You just bring them tonight, and then we'll have them ready for tomorrow. Uh, and if you would like to help... Uh, you can uh, let Becky Beamer know that. Becky's right back there. Raise your hand, Becky. She's actually doing business as we speak. So <laughs> thank you, Becky. All right, now I've got a card I want to read, and it says this. Dear NMBC Church family, we just wanted to express our gratitude for your prayers, cards, and message after David's accident. We are so thankful for God's blessings and for all of you who are so willing to bear another's burdens. Love, Willie, Amy, and David. And so we're glad that David is doing much, much better. We praise the Lord for that and we appreciate that. All right, we're going to ask our ushers to come this morning for our regular tithes and offerings. We will have another off offering right after the choir sings. And uh, that offering will be for the Vance family. Uh, so don't, don't forget that. We've made, we've made mention of it several times. We sure appreciate everybody thinking about that. Uh, and uh, quite a few have said that they were praying specifically about what to give, and we certainly appreciate that. This offering, however, makes sure that the doors of the Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church stay open. Amen. And that uh, we keep spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, Egladera, I believe, is the name of our missionary in, uh, in India. Vara Egladera uh, is our missionary. Uh, he has been imprisoned for preaching the gospel, and it didn't stop him. <laughs> and uh, he's had sickness that has delayed him and discouraged him, but they're all better now, and he continues to preach the gospel. He has a beautiful family. Uh, and uh, he has a daughter and a son. They're both nearly grown now. Uh, they were just tiny when he started uh, as a GPA missionary, and he's still preaching the gospel today. Uh, and they're still, listen, and they're not so much Muslim. They're in the area where they are, they're primarily Hindu. Uh, but they still will lock you up for preaching the gospel uh, if you're not careful. But he still preaches the gospel, and he still preaches it publicly. And I wanted to mention him this morning because I heard from him, uh, and I've been corresponding with him just a little bit, and I heard from him, and they're still seeing souls saved. Their church, their church has been established for some time, and it's still growing. They're still seeing people saved uh, by presenting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, now, now, let me just think that when, when you give to Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church, you're not just paying my salary and Michael's salary and, uh, and keeping the doors to the church on and the lights on and all that. You're helping a missionary on the other side of the world who's this Sunday morning, he's already preached the gospel over there. He's probably already seen somebody walk the aisle today. Already, because he's 12 hours earlier than we are. So he's already done that today. Isn't that amazing what God can do? And you're making it possible as you give. I tell you, that just thrills my soul. Amen. Brother Willie, ask God's blessing on the offering this morning.
again to your presence to pray in your will i'm so anxious to be lest i fail to remember please remind me every
this morning and something just popped out of me and it's been on my just been on my heart ever since I read it <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know what stuck out to me? The Lord is at hand. <laughs> what a blessing. How amazing that we can be in the presence of God. And even beyond just to be in his presence, but that his ear isn't heavy that it can't hear. And that he's waiting for, for you to cry out to him. And, and it goes on to talk about, let your prayer, with, be careful for nothing, don't worry with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I don't know what you have going on tonight. We, have, we had a little gathering last night, and just it was prayer request after prayer request. It just seemed like there was a lot going on in people's lives, and, and it was just funny that this came up. And, um, and, and, and when the storms of life Combashing against us, man. It's just unsettledness. But he says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding, if we let our request be made known unto God, he will give us his peace. But I just really appreciated that phrase, the Lord is at hand. So I don't know what you might be dealing with tonight. Maybe you're not dealing with anything. Maybe life is good. Hey, the Lord's at hand. Worship him. <laughs> Thank him for his goodness in your life. Hey, maybe, maybe things aren't going so hot. Maybe it's a little rough. Maybe you need, maybe you need to lean on him a little bit. Hey, the Lord's at hand. <laughs> Call on him. Reach out to him. We're going to sing this song, Speak Jesus. Let's just be thankful that we can be in the presence of an amazing God. just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the Jesus, till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope. 
had to leave such a hard life as one of your children. I'm thankful. Wouldn't things be better for me? There's so many valleys. There've been too many hills. I thought, but I was wrong, Father. I'm sorry I couldn't see. That you do not owe me one thing, Father, you do not owe me one thing, Father, you have already given everything, Father, you Gentle 
We're going to take up an offering for day a little later, but I believe it's time to open up the Word of God. The Holy Spirit's moving. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, in your Bible to Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9. It's good to see Brother Bob Price and Bonnie back there. Amen. It's good to see David on the back row. Amen. You want to talk to some answered prayers today, you go talk to them. People have been lifting them up and praying for them. We thank the Lord for that. The Lord's so good to us to show us in his word what we need when we need it. I've been absolutely amazed that when I decided to preach through whole books, that when I come into a service on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or Wednesday night, that it seems that the scripture or the text that we will be using is so appropriate for what God is doing in the service. I think that speaks testimonies to the divine providence of God. That you have landed yourself here this morning for the very reason to hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit is moved and songs have been sung that remind us of his goodness. That remind us of his faithfulness to us. That reminds us of the power that takes place and the peace and the comfort that we can have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This morning as I come to this passage of scripture in Acts chapter 9, it's not an unfamiliar one at all. I'm going to read a few verses from the beginning of it. But my text, if I had one, would be from verse number 1 all the way down to verse number 31. But I'm not going to read all of those this morning, but you can do that at home. But in verse number 1, the Bible says, And saw, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you have very specifically suited us this morning, this time, for who is in the building to hear this message from your word. We pray, dear God, that you would use your word in a mighty way. We want to be like Paul, not with enticing words and not with our own wisdom, but that their faith might rest in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This morning we pray that you do a work pray that you'd help us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And I come to this passage of scripture 
we see the transition. Most of your Bibles probably have the heading in it, the conversion of Saul. I put in the top of my notes, from Saul to Paul. As a matter of fact, maybe to be a little bit comical, I wrote changing Saul's into Paul's since AD 34. That's what the power of the gospel does. But what we see here in a simple word is a transformation. A life that was going in one direction and Jesus Christ turned it around. That's what he does. He has a huge effect. He has an amazing ability to change the direction of a man or a woman's life. I do not have to share with you all of it that the scripture says about it, but you already know. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In uh, Romans 12, verse number 2, he says, Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a change that happens when a man and a woman, when they meet Jesus Christ, and something takes place. Now, I want you to understand this here, and I want to be clear about this this morning. Just meeting Christ is not enough. Man, I like worshiping when he's in the house. I like to be in the presence of the Lord. Maybe you don't really know Jesus today. Maybe he's a little bit of a stranger to you. But you came in the house and you sensed that something different was going on. I want to let you know that that was the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus Christ who is moving through his spirit, the spirit of peace, the spirit of conviction, the spirit that works in our present generation. That was him in the building this morning. And he came in here and you met him. Maybe it was a brief encounter. Maybe it was, what is that about? Maybe it was a little bit of a turn in your stomach. Or maybe it was just a, a, an unusual feeling of some peace or some desiring for something that you don't have. There's so many things that I could put in there that the Holy Spirit is doing, that the divine is calling unto you, that what is inside of you is being spoken to by the creator of the world, and that's the Holy Ghost ghost uh, and his name is Jesus and he is meeting with us week after week week after week his presence is filling this place we have we got to count our blessings it's not this is an amazing thing to come in and feel the Holy Spirit move like this week after week I don't know about you Daryl but some weeks I start to think can it be like that again can we can we don't let me mess it up, Lord. Don't let me blow this away. Can it be like that again? And somehow it seems that God is showing some grace and favor to us and meeting with us week after week. And if you're here this morning, maybe you've never really met him. Let me just show you this, this right here. So you can see what it is that took place that transformed him. 
I'm not going to be long, I promise. Number one, there was an encounter with Jesus. I'm thankful that he comes looking for us. You know that word, and I use the word encounter specifically because it means it's a dramatic, it's a change from the normal. Something big happened in Saul's life. Uh, He was going in one direction, and all of a sudden, a light from heaven shone into his life. Uh, And it was huge. Maybe something big is happening in your life. And maybe... God's trying to get your attention. Maybe he's trying to shine a little light into your life. Maybe through the circumstances that you've been going through, maybe a Christian brother or sister, or maybe they're not your brother or sister yet, but a Christian is reaching out to you, shining light, being a help, but there is an encounter that's taking place, and Jesus is trying to show you what he's about. He's trying to do a work. I want you to look at this just really quick. I've got to get with this. Number one, we see an encounter with Jesus. Jesus stopped him in his tracks. At this point, Saul probably had a lot of information about Jesus. I'm sure he heard all about Jesus. I'm sure he knew the work that Jesus had done. As a matter of fact, that is exactly what he is, in, is combating against in his life. And I sure hope you know the story of Saul and, and his work against the, uh, the Christian church as it began. And I'm sorry I didn't give all that background, but I'm trying to get to my main point this morning. But guess what? He, he knew about it, but now, but now... Face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. Face-to-face. And maybe for the first time in your life, you're coming face-to-face with who Jesus Christ really is. Face-to-face you're seeing and you are being confronted with His glory, His majesty. As soon as He comes into contact, He says, Lord, Lord. Jesus also confronts His sin. Can I tell you this morning that this is important and we cannot have a transformation from one to the other until we confront the sin that is in all of our lives. It's not just enough to come in here this morning and say hallelujah or cry on the altar and feel an emotional thing. You have to confront the sin that is in your life. Jesus said to Paul, I'm the one that you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Hey, Saul, you got a problem, and I know it's me, and we're going to come to terms with it right now. I'm going to tell you, you can't keep going like this, Saul. I'm going to tell you right now, if you, you have come into contact with the God of glory, and I'm telling you, you will not continue like this. Guess what? You cannot continue in your sin. Oh, you... I know you can have this life if you want it. But when this life is over, you will pass from this life to the next and you will pay for your sin for all of eternity. He confronts the sin. He confronts the sin. If you have never repented, you cannot have a change. You cannot do business with Jesus until you repent of your sin. It's that plain. And then he was trembling, verse number six, and astonished. Not going to preach this one, but I sure did like this one right here. I'm going to tell you what, it's still time for us to fall in awe of our God 
and our Savior. Amen. Still good to tremble and be astonished in the presence of Almighty God. And then he surrenders. Verse number 6. Look at verse number 6. And trembling and astonished, he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? It's yours. What do you want me to do? I wrote down in my notes right here, this question, this one question, might be one of the most lacking in all of our churches today. That we wouldn't, that we, that we would be in so in awe of God that we just bring our life to Him. What do you want me to do? We got all the plans, don't we? This is surrender. This is what this is. This is what is taking place in these few moments as Saul is transformed into Paul. He is encountering Jesus Christ himself. He is blown away by his glory. He deals with his sin and he surrenders to God. What do you want me to do? Have you ever asked God that question? Let me ask you this. Are you too scared to ask God that question? Let me ask you another one. What are you doing for God? I didn't mean to plow real deep. But coming to church, three, sometimes I think we should change it. There's not much service when we come. This is worship time. Service happens later. These are not the service times. This is worship time. This is learning time. This is growing time. Service happens when we leave the building. What are you doing? Have you asked him what he wants you to do? Or have you decided what you're going to do for Jesus? Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'll do this. I'll do that. No. Surrender means you come and fall down at his feet. You go, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. I love that maniac of Gadara. He says, I don't know where you're going, Jesus, but wherever you're going, that's where I'm going. Love that so much. And then Jesus says, no, you got to go home and tell your family and friends. And he says, that's what I'll do then. You tell me to do that. That's what I'll do. What do you want me to do, God? That question alone speaks to me of surrender like nothing else I've ever seen. It just jumped out at me. So number two, I'm almost done. An encounter with Jesus Christ. Number two, number two. The disciples, he showed the change to the disciples. I, we, we, we could keep preaching this, but I want to get to this, to this last point, and I want to emphasize these right here. Uh, he was blinded, verse number 18, but then his eyes were open. He was blinded and his eyes were open. Man, isn't it a change in the life of a believer when our eyes are open to the spiritual things of God's Word? What a change. All of a sudden, we desire the things of God. Can I, can I place that one on you just for a moment so that you can think about it? If there is no desire for the things of God in your life, you need to do a, some self-examination about what kind of encounter you had with Jesus. Okay? You need to do. Because when we meet Jesus and when we surrender to Him, the scales off of our eyes fall off and we see the spiritual world 
like never before. We understand that spiritual warfare is happening and it causes us to want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We see that spiritual warfare is taking place all around us uh, and we want to come up alongside someone and be a help. Uh, and all of a sudden when we go to the Word of God, we see things that we never saw before. And that makes us want to come back and get some more. The scales fell from his eyes. All of them saw the change. He preached the word of God. The evidence of the Holy Spirit was indwelling him. Why? Because he was a witness. And when we get saved and we get changed, we talk about it. Amen? That's what he did. And not only that, but his number three, his preaching had power. His preaching had power. As a matter of fact, I look at verse number 22. The Bible says that he confounded the Jews. When he would come in and preach to the Jewish people, they would be like, wow. This is amazing where he's coming from. And then, he, verse number 31, look at this. The, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and were edified. Notice, notice this. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, they were multiplied. That's also the power that comes from knowing God and having a changed life. We walk in the fear of the Lord. There's a comfort in the Holy Ghost. And there is multiplication in God's house. Those things take place with the power of the preaching of the Word of God. Preached with power. Paul's life, Saul's life is completely changed. I don't want to get off track and I want you to get the point because we're going to come around and sing a song of invitation that speaks directly to this passage of Scripture right here. The fact that Jesus Christ is looking for you. Paul, or excuse me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? His life was changed. Christ changes lives. I want to ask you a couple questions as we come to a close. Since your encounter with Jesus Christ, whatever you want to call that, maybe you've got it written down in your Bible that it's so in such a date, you bowed and accepted Christ. Since that date, has there been a change in your life? Do you desire the things of God? Is there a hunger and thirsting for righteousness? Is there something about your life? Are you still in amazement that Jesus Christ would speak to you? Have you dealt with the sin in your life or do you still just kind of continue in on that and now you've grown accustomed to it again? And so there's no real change. There's nothing really about the sin being dealt with. You just came and you prayed and that was it. And you have to honest, be honest with people that you know what? Well, now I come to church, but besides that, there's really not a change in my life. That's not good enough. Biblically speaking, that's not good enough. It's not. The Holy Ghost moving into the life of a believer radically changes their life. Saul is, a, is an example, and he is the prime example of that right there. He was on his way to persecute Christians, and now he is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ openly, publicly, with power. I wasn't on my way to persecute any Christians. It ought to be easy for me to turn around and at least speak the name of Jesus wherever I go. If he really has saved me and bought me by his blood, there ought to be a transformation. 
changed his life. Changed his life. So I say to all of us in here quickly, let's examine the chain. But then I say to some of us in here, Jesus is still looking for you. He's calling out your name. Maybe you hear it this morning. He said to Saul, he didn't call, he didn't say, hey, you. He said, Saul, Saul. He's calling out to you this morning. He has gone to great lengths to show his love for you. But God commended, demonstrated his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Paul was a changed man. He could change your life too. He could do it this morning. Your heavenly father. We need you in our invitation time. It's important this morning. I don't want to do anything except to just say, God, you do what you need to do this morning. If there is someone and the Holy Spirit is speaking to their life, don't let Satan win a little victory today, but let him come out and get things right on the altar. Let him come and pray with Harry or with Willie, with our pastor, with me. Let's do business with you today. Real business. We'll praise you for everything that you do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Stand with me. They're going to sing. Aren't you glad that love moved first for you? Aren't you glad that he didn't leave Saul, but he went and found him? This is a story of a runaway with no way home and no way out. I threw the best of me away. I had my chance. It's too late now. I'm too far gone. I'm too ashamed to think that you'd still know my name. But love refused to let my story end that way.
Yeah. 